Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in. That's right, a whole new show brought to you by On The Wake Up Radio, titled Fellowship and Freedom. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fellowship and Freedom, brought to you by the good folks over there at On The Wake Up Radio. That's right. You may have noticed we have a new call-in number. Uh, we are switching things up, as always, because growth is the key. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and call in, go ahead and get this number, 678 at 678-562-1881. That number, again, is 678 678- Five six two, one eight eighty one. I'm going to try to get it memorized myself. But this epic episode, I am actually joined by the good folks over there at Hunted and Confronted. You're joined by Jesse Weeks, Suzanne Baker, and Gina Beck. My friends, thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you so much. It's a, it's a, a privilege, and we look forward to this show. It's going to be great. Thank you so much, EJ and Ross. Oh, man, this is... This is going to be uh, definitely an information-packed episode. I think a lot of people, you know, we, 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 were, we were, me and Jesse were kind of having like a, a pre-show discussion about a lot of stuff. And let me tell you, it's going to be one, that you, one you're going to want to replay because we're really trying to hit a lot of different points at a lot of different angles. And I think a lot of people uh, really need to understand the depth of this topic. Uh, now, I, I kind of want to give people a little bit of a breakdown, a little bit of a, a little bit of a breakdown on a, on, on on you guys, if I could. Uh, I think of you as like the modern-day version of To Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen. Um, and, 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 and looking into the kind of work that you guys do, I really think it's important. Uh, uh, we have this whole issue with the LGBTQP uh, community. You also have, you know, this Desmond the Amazing, human trafficking. Uh, a lot of stuff that is that, that, that happened just this week alone uh, prior to us setting up this episode that basically exemplifies why the type of work that you guys are doing is so important. Uh, so if you could, please tell the audience a little bit about uh, about Hunted and Confronted, about uh, uh, basically catching pedophiles in the act and, 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 and how it's basically an epidemic. Yeah, you know, uh, my name is Jesse Weeks. I am a founder of Hunted and Confronted. What we do is we travel across the country nationwide and expose child predators live on Instagram, Facebook, we have YouTube and Twitter. Um, we've been deleted five times, and we uh, um, have, have, have never given up. We, we continuously uh, fight this epidemic of pedophilia, and not only do we uh, expose child predators, but we also emphasize, or, uh, uh, emphasize on missing uh, persons lists. Uh, we we want to get back to other people that... that um, our survivors, and we want to we want to be able to spread awareness and educate parents the dangers that come with with these social media apps that are literally in the pockets of their children and our children that 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 many people have access to. And we aim for arrests and convictions. And you know, 
I respect Chris Hansen, and before I ever started hunting a friend, I had never watched Chris Hansen. I had never heard of To Catch a Predator. And with that being said, being a truck driver, you know, there's trafficking and there's prostitution that you see across the country um, on a on a on a regular basis. With with that being said, and and, and with the arrests, we've helped facilitate over um, 13 arrests. We have 38 plus ongoing strong investigations. Um, one is federal, which I cannot speak on at this moment with Internet Crimes Against Children. Um, and then we have been in over 14 states across the country and then also have arrests that we've helped facilitate in over four states as well. And we just got the first conviction of any American um, team. Uh, and then also within uh, the United States of America, the first woman's bust and across the world, the first woman's bust as well. So with that... We were very proud, and I couldn't be more thankful for our supporters, and most importantly, our team, and then our decoys, and then and then a special shout out to all survivors out there. And I think this is something that people really should look at. You know how how, and I'm, I'm glad you said that the dangers of social media is app, and 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 why we actually need to look at this type of stuff. It goes on all the time. Uh, it, you know, you said you've been deleted five times. I think that's something, again, people don't understand because it's not about the numbers. It's not about the likes. It's not about the pages. It's about being able to do the work and showing how this type of stuff is going on. Uh, and, 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 again, the dangers of the social media app. People don't understand how there are alias profiles out there uh, uh, running all kinds of scams, running all kinds of plays. It's not about chatbots. It's people literally being able to uh, uh, be finessed out of their house, out of their life, and then kidnapped by, by something that can't be traced. So having people that are doing boots on the ground type of work that you guys are doing, uh, that, that, that's, thank you. That's all I can really say is thank you. Um, prior to the show, you know, me and Jesse were talking. I was saying, I don't know how I haven't stumbled upon you guys earlier because, you know, there's, there's articles out there with you guys doing this type of work, you know, and you, you, you said your face, his Facebook, their, their Facebook was deleted at, at 100,000. Their YouTube was deleted at 10,000. And think about this. They're allowing these these they're allowing these people to operate blindly, but whenever people come through and expose this type of stuff, somehow they're made they're made to be the victim. Like you're saying too that there are also trolls, organized troll attacks, coordinated troll attacks for you doing this type of doing this type of stuff, exposing these types of things. Now, think about that. Think about who would come to the defense of a pedophile. Who would come to the defense? Of somebody that's that's down to do child sex trafficking, like think about the mindset of that kind of person. Yeah, you know, and and um, it's funny you bring that up, uh, EJ. With with the hundred thousand, I want I want this to be uh, very clear. We've been deleted uh, three times on Facebook and three times on YouTube. Excuse me, so it's been six times. Um, we have been deleted. I don't know if it's by coincidence or not, but with with. Hours before a huge major news story airs, for example, Kenneth Ray Campbell, uh, we exposed. And a month later, they ended up raiding his house in Benoit County. And um, detectives, where I was at, were very, very helpful. Uh, Internet against, uh, crime, or Internet Crimes Against Children also, uh, come to find out, were part of that investigation. But then a detective in a town of 5,000 people reached out to me on his own. Um, this is when we had first made our, our first on-scene uh, uh, phone call to police in my hometown and this was after Travis Joe Benson who was the repeat child offender which I'll get to him in a little bit but with that being said a month later they ended up raiding his house and a neighbor of him said finally 
my kids and my children can play outside again. And not only was it police and their hard-working detectives and then wow. us exposing this person, it was a community of 5,000 people that knew this man was dangerous, okay? With that being said, our page was deleted the day of the interview or the day of the news air, uh, airing. And then we also exposed um, Jeffrey Kristenot, who was arrested on scene. He brought a pink teddy bear, condoms, beef jerky, and then when in chat lodge, when asked if he had ever been sexually assaulted, he said that he was, in quote, sexually assaulted and seduced by a 12-year-old girl who is now 15 years old. Wow. We've been in communication with her family. He said he was seduced by a 12-year-old when we exposed him when he was coming to meet up with a 15-year-old child for sex. He was arrested on scene in Post Falls, Idaho, and he has been charged with two counts of first-degree rape of a minor, and then for coming to meet up with Hunted and Confronted, he's been charged with second-degree attempted rape. Um, that also was during our second page. An hour before we we had that story air on a local news station, our page had been deleted. And that, and that video, no, you know, numbers don't matter, but that video has, has reached over 100,000 views, and we were deleted. And in Facebook appeal, um, uh, the, the Facebook appeal process for six days on the second time, and then five days on the, on the first time, and then with YouTube, we were deleted as well during those same times with 4,000 subscribers, and then 4,800 subscribers, and then 1,000 subscribers. So projected, if we've been able to have our, our pages up without the, the slander of these cult-like um, trolls, as, as we put them on online, slandering, making up lies, um, I, 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 was, I was accused of terrible allegations, which obviously have been debunked. We would, we would, I would project that we'd be over 200, 250,000 amazing supporters. But you know what? People say quality over quantity when it comes to our exposures. We've done over 180 nationwide. But here it is with me. I feel like the quantity is always going to be the most important with the exposures. The quality is always going to be great. Okay, there's always going to be little things that we can work on, and, and constructive criticism is, is what I love best. But when it comes to the supporters, I believe in the quality of supporters versus the quantity. I agree. I, I definitely agree. That's why we're having this discussion here. You know, I think whenever people, whenever people understand these types of things, when people look at this type of information, they have to understand that there's somebody out there shining a light on this type of information, doing this type of work, not like not just knowing that there's evil out there and not doing anything about it. I think that's kind of where people get discouraged. But whenever you have like someone who is putting themselves out there saying, hey, look, this is happening. We need to stand up for this. We need to stand up for the kids. We need to stand up for the generation. We need to stand up for decency. We need to stand up for something. I think that's what people can really resonate with. You know, and, you, and you'll find people along the way who are doing the same type of work and some kind of variation who are going to be on that same kind of life path but it's not about having, you know, the, the, the hundred thousands of followers, all the views, all the likes. It's, it's literally about, like, working with people who are doing this, who are getting it. Like you said, the quality of your followers. I, I think of it as, like, the quality of people that you're working with, the quality of your network, uh, because that is your net worth, you know, who, 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 who you surround yourself with. And you're surrounding yourself with people who are basically trying to not only save, not only win back the lives of children, uh, but as we keep trying to say, shine a light on this darkness that, that keeps trying to bubble itself out of society, you know. And and we, we're talking about we're we're talking about so much, 
you know, just the idea of just pedophilia of people who, who think it's okay to have sex with children. Uh, it, it goes a lot deeper than that, too. And, and, it and, does, and, 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 and oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, um, you know, and it does with, 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 with that being said, with people trying to, to bring, bring, bring this darkness uh, uh, to light, these people that are trying to, to put, the, put the darkness back on the light and, and to essentially try to, to ruin a good thing or to prevent possibly a parent from, from finding out. Maybe, let's say we have a, an exposure, for an example, EJ. We have an exposure of, of a man, and one share goes to one person, and that happens to be the next-door neighbor, like Kenneth Ray Campbell. The reason we knew that he was getting raided was someone went on, on Snapchat, and, and they posted on their Snapchat with a picture. Finally, um, this disgusting uh, pedophile, and I can, I can call him that because the court of law um, is going to convict him this next week. He's, he, he was originally charged with eight felonies. Um, I, I can't repeat all of them uh, off the top of my head, but I know that there was a few uh, uh, multiple counts of prostitution uh, between the ages wow. of 16 and 17, uh, 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 attempted prost- or a prostitution between the ages of, of 15 and 14, enticement of a minor for him solely meeting up with hunting and confronted, and um, sexual exploitation. Um, through a uh, media or or internet device, I, I, if that's worded correctly, you know. And so, with with one share to an individual, it could be literally to that neighbor, and that neighbor could find out that person's face and say, "Hey, you know what? We see this guy at the park all the time. I will no longer take my children there." That could potentially save a child's life, and people do not understand that. So when they report us, or when they they try to badmouth us, or create um, create any sort of slander or, or defamation of character. Not only are they contributing to pedophilia, but there's a pedophilia, but they're they're essentially pro pedo, and I hate that word. So when I was working one day, I, I'm a semi driver, as you know, I was throwing my straps over in 120 degree weather in Arizona. I was tarping a load. It was it was miserable. I was I was going off five six hours of sleep, and I started this with 10 hours a day. Uh, I get. Uh, a day for break, and then the next day I, I'm able to run for 11 hours, drive for 11 hours, and then uh, I get my 11-hour drive time in, and then I get a 10-hour break. Well, this is where I started hunting and fronting, in the back of my semi-truck with with a group of people. Well, now that we're so established go. and so organized, we have a team of people that that have a role. Each person has a role on our team. And so when I was throwing those straps, I thought, you know what, I don't like this. I don't like the pro-pedo. I don't like this. So I came up with pro kiddo be pro kiddo be pro child innocent so protecting respecting our kiddos internet devices and deterring them from outsiders and then and and then educating parent parents and then spreading awareness and now that we we have police that are extremely receptive across the country we can literally walk up to police and tell them hey we're hunting and confronted this is what we do you can you can research etc they go back talk to their their sergeant and and they're much more receptive. It was difficult at first getting them to be to be uh, uh, cooperative with us. But what I feel like people forget is that police work for us. We don't work for them. And that goes along with the government as well. And and it's a service. This is a service Amen. and a justice to children and to parents. And for anybody that wants to, to, to ruin this or to shine an ugly light on it, they're contributing to the problem. So we're pro-kiddo. And, and, and that, you know, it stands for protecting, 
respecting our kiddos' internet devices and deterring them from outsiders. I like that. I like that. I uh, I don't want I don't I don't want to hog the uh, uh, the mic between me and me and you, Jesse, uh, Suzanne, Gina. If you could, how is it? How, if 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 you could, could you give us a little bit of your guys' perspective on this? You know, because I. I'm, I'm here. Trust me, I'm definitely here in Jesse. We're vibing for sure. I'm curious about what you guys think about, you know, what I would consider like an epidemic between uh, between this. Like, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on 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 seeing this type of stuff take place? I mean, clearly you you, uh, you support clearly you support it, you know, being a part of Hyundai and confronted. But what are your thoughts uh, on basically this this pedophilia epidemic? I could talk to you for a minute about that. My name is Suzanne. And um, I'm the ad- admin on the page for Hunted and Confronted. I um, answer all the emails, the messages. I also talk to some of these young boys that we get from anywhere from the age of 18 to 22 that try to hook up with a 13, 14, 15-year-old girl. Um, some have even tried younger ages we have in our country today, it is an epidemic. I'm a grandmother. I have 22 grandchildren. And I will do anything to protect my grandchildren and their future. And then their children's future. Because what we're doing today will not only affect what's going on today, but it could affect what's going to be going on in the future. We um, have, have done exposures on these young boys and I always like to talk to them because parents today, I feel like, and by no means if I'm just saying parents in general, we, so many devices, iPads, phones, um, tablets, there's all sorts of things that children can get on the internet. When we give them these devices as parents, we don't think about, we just opened our child up to a whole dark side of the world. Because now they have, somebody out there has access to our children that we don't know about. Um, young boys today aren't taught by their fathers that when you turn 18, anyone under the 18, let's use the term jailbait. Your, your roles yep. change. You become 18 years old. Um, I have an 18-year-old grandson that's in the army. Just found out today, and he's going airborne. Um, he's it, it changes. You can fight for our country, die for our country, or be a part of anything in our country legally. Your role changed. Not just a kid driving a car, fast car, picking up girls. Boys are hitting on 14, 13-year-old girls. Um, it's not okay. We, we've, got to, we've got to teach them. We've got to teach our children what's right and what's wrong, you know, when they reach those ages. We reach well, some of the oh, – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. But I, I just wanted to say real quick, you know, you would kind of figure, you know, you get older, you, you want, like, the older chicks you or the older ladies, you know, the older girls. You want, like – you know, someone that's kind of like spicy and kind of a challenge. You don't, you don't, you don't want to take care of a child. You know, you're kind of, 
still a kid yourself, you're that that was my I guess outlook on on females is I wanted you know somebody that could <laughs> could kind of handle me. I didn't I, I didn't feel like uh I guess girls or or little little prostitutes. I feel like they couldn't handle it, so I I, I went for the older woman. But if you if you don't mind me asking, oh, go ahead. <laughs> right, you know, and and real quick, uh, this might spark a a a topic with Nima. We ex- we out of thirty eight people that we've exposed, we have obviously different decoys and pictures. Out of thirty eight of those people that have reached back out to us after we've exposed them, some that have been arrested that are currently going through the court process that have charges put on them and that will be convicted, they have reached back out to us or ones that we've just exposed. And the second we tell them the age, they block us. So is is prison more effective, okay, or is exposing these people on social media more effective, okay? Out of those 38, only one of them has has come back and has met. And with that being said, I got a, I got a phone call. We changed our number because our phone number was dropped by these uh, Internet trolls. Uh, my, my fiance, who doesn't even have social media, her life, has been threatened. They said they're going to kidnap her and take her away from me. Um, Mima, a.k.a. Suzanne right here, um, was, was told that, that she needs to be raped in, in a camper, in quotes, and that Gina needs to be raped wow. inside a home in a camper. And I've been getting death threats. I've been getting, and these are from people that aren't even ones that we've exposed. Well, out of all 38, only one has, has come back and has met for a second time. He ended up calling the police on himself the first time. My phone was taken, and this is why I believe there's a God. Okay? Oh, caller. Okay? Got a call. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I definitely will... Give Hello? me one second, caller. How's it going? I definitely want to kind of get uh, Suzanne's thoughts on, again, like what she's hearing from these boys that are 18 uh, to 22, but we'll get that after we have uh, the caller... Ask their question, caller. How are you? Pretty good. You? I'm. I'm well, doing. I'm doing fantastic. And we... <clears throat> I just want to let everybody know what uh, hunted and hunted and confronted. You know, they they make a statement, right? But then they turn around and make false allegations about everybody else. So I want to make it real clear that they need to stop. It's getting. It's getting old. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you for that, caller. Uh, we're gonna go. We're, uh, I, I'm gonna guess that's one of uh, what, what you guys were talking about beforehand. You, it's, it's funny how you recognize somebody's voice immediately because you've heard it before. But anyway, let's get back to. What oh, hey, Nimon, how are you doing? I mean, let's let's be honest. You want to report someone else's page that's doing it? Come on. Let's be honest. Let's let's be real here. No one no one has reported anyone's page, sir. You guys uh, have reported. Hey. Uh, you know, oh, okay. but anyway, We're that. what I was okay. what well, I was we'll, talking about was we'll about. Yes, please. Thank you. What I was talking about was when you get boys that are eighteen. We talk about we talk to them about you know what they're doing is wrong. It could lead them down. It could destroy their life at 18, 19, 20 to be a registered sex offender that will stay on their record for the rest of their life. They will never get to teach their children softball. They'll never get to participate in school activities with their children. So this is something that's going to affect them for the rest of their life. 
But if we go back and we look at what the media, um, television, um, different uh, clothing manufacturers, all these things portray children at the age of 12, 13 girls in a very sexual light. You know, it, it, it's what we do to our children are being bombarded with sexual things all the time, and we don't even realize how it's affecting them. Right. Okay, we're going to take one more call. Oh, okay. We're going to take one more caller, uh, and then we're going to go to break. Caller, can you hear us? Oh, okay. We're uh, we're on now, no, we're and then I'll let you finish up, Jesse, and then we'll take a quick break. Caller, yeah, can you hear us? Important. Yeah, how you doing? One more caller, uh, and then we're going to I'm doing very well. Turn. How are you? No, I just wanted to call you. So I'm from the city, and I mean this is ridiculous. I don't know how guys. I got kids. I mean, guys that have daughters 21 years old that I look as babies. Like we were brought up, we ever seen that? Like we give a guy a beating. Like it's just nuts that people are out there doing this. Like and even right away, like on social media, how do you don't know? You know, girls' ages. Like I said, I got buddies with kids. Like girls are 21. Like I can't believe that these people are even getting away with this. Is even like a question. You know what I mean? It's because people want to politic. They literally want to politic with the devil. You're trying to harvest the innocence, raping the innocence of a child. Think about that. Like the mindset of somebody that's literally a predator. And then the fact that we're having to debate it, saying that, that this is love, that just shows that's you what I'm this is how, where I mean, people are operating. It I, is, I, it's like crazy. The last time me. I was talking to a 14-year-old girl was when I was four, that age. Like, like when I was 20 going out, like you said, I went after older girls, like even girls 18, 19 were young. I mean, just the way they spoke. As soon as they opened their voice, you could tell their kids, like, it's, it's nuts, these guys. It's really it's nuts. Yeah. It, it's because, uh, and, I, and I guess this is what I'm curious, you know, about what Mima hears, is just like, how do you, how, how does that work? I mean, in my own hometown, uh, I know this kid who, who's, who's like 30 plus years old, right? And he did the same thing basically went after a girl, waited till she was 18. When she was 18, she left her parents' house, moved into his house, and then, you know, stuff started happening between them. She runs to the police, and she tells them all the stuff that's true. He gets labeled a sexual, uh, a sexual predator because he basically he, – he, it, it, it's an epidemic, and I don't understand it. So you have these people who are using age and seniority and superiority. It's crazy. I watch kids on Halloween. I'm giving out candy. I had a neighbor come out drunk, and he's like, "Do you see, do you see that?" I said, "You can't even. I don't even look below the eyes." I said, "Why are you even looking?" Like, I catch people so many times. Like, and like, if I ever seen anything towards that, I give somebody a beating. Like, that's it's just showing us this is even like I said a debate. I I followed you recently, and I never heard about Hunter confronted. But I used to watch that show. Um, you you said before what was that with Chris Hans? What was his name? To catch a predator. Yeah, and I, I couldn't believe that sometimes people showing up with the things that they would show up with and then they would even quit. Like, why are you even showing up with these items and these things? Like, it's like nuts. Like, it's like I have, guy like seen... me, I grew up in the city, like in Philly, around guys, like Italian guys. Like, you don't even, you don't even go near. You don't like, do this. You made a good point, too. You can't even take your kids trick-or-treating anymore without having to worry what's in the candy. Yeah. It's yeah. sick. You're, de you're dealing with sickness. I've seen... I'll say this, and then we're going to take a quick break. You know, I've seen videos out there of where, and this is it's the same type of situation, where this, this pastor shows up in a hotel room. He's standing over this girl, got his shirt off. He's asking the girl what her intentions are. 
And she says, oh, I don't know. And he says, and this, I don't know if they're trying to do this for, for, for documentary purposes, but he says, oh, well, my intentions are to, to have, you know, to sex. And so guy comes out of the, guy comes out of the, 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 the closet. And as soon as they got that testimony from that guy, that guy shot him with a, with a taser. And so the taser stuck in this pastor's back. You hear him screaming, ah, stop, please stop. And he lets it out right there. I'm a pastor. Stop. And so the guy holding the taser gun, while this guy's over here sprawling out on the bed, he's like, you're a pastor about to have sex with an underage girl. Do you know how old she is? He says, no, no, I didn't know. I thought she was 18. Bro, she's 15. What, yeah. you, what are you doing here? You're, first off, you're a you pastor, even got that. and you're, right, you and you're trying to have sex with a minor. What are you doing here? That's what, what I'm saying. It's old, a sickness. I'm Catholic, right? Now, all older guys are in the neighborhood. We used to go to school, but we used to have our teachers say, like, listen, when we used to go to confessional, they used to point out the one and be like, listen, you tell us if anything. was when I was in high school, uh, before high school in, like, 7th and 8th grade, we had a kid, uh, our pastor would go, uh, do favors for us in the convent, and he started, like, a sex class up. Now, we, the other, you know, the kids in the school that were bad or cool or whatever, a group of five of us, we would come home and tell our family, they'd be like, a sex class, what the fuck is going on? So they were saying we were just bad kids. Da, 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 da. He used to have on Saturday nights a party at the convent. It was called a youth group Saturday. So one day we, we crashed and we like egged it and this and that. But we thought it was weird that he was in pajamas around all our girls and friends that were 13 or 14. Finally, wow. what happened? All of a sudden he disappeared. No one heard of him. The one kid in our class, the main kid that was helping him, came out that he what he was doing and he disappeared like literally. Was just not there no more. Like one day we woke up with gone, like gone. And that's a good point. Wow. Predators come in all shapes, sizes, skin color. It doesn't matter what profession they have, where they live. <clears throat> I guarantee that you have shaken a hand of a sexual predator. I guarantee yeah. that people have bummed a cigarette. I guarantee that they, that they bought a coffee for a sexual predator, and or they live next door to a sexual predator. It does not matter what they do, uh, who they up. are, what race, there's they are everywhere. Like you said, there's guys that people don't know. People will be dealing with people in the street. I said, I live in the city. I look it up on Megan. I'm like, did you ever look him up? Like, he's on Megan's Lowly. And I don't care what the excuse is. I don't want to hear that you thought this, you thought that. You know. I'm, I'm going to say, I know as soon as a girl opens her mouth. Well, I could tell just, I mean, by, I mean, I don't know if it's the way I am. Like, But the girls open their mouth and I could tell, like, let alone looking at them. I mean, it's just... Like I said, anything under 21 to me is just ridiculous. Like, I mean, you might get an 18-year-old, 19-year-old girl that's mature, but even around a 21-year-old crowd like college kids, I'm 30 now, I feel like I'm babysitting. So I don't know how these I'm people say, even, even a 21-year-old yep. is weird. Yep. Yeah, to me, like, no, I, 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 I've been around a few 21-year-old girls that they open their mouth, and I feel like I'm babysitting. Like, I'm like, you know what? Like, I feel like I'm making sure they're all right. Like, you know I mean, not <laughs> trying to, like, take them back. Oh, well, you know, that's why they get wasted. They they get wasted, and this is again another another part of what they consider. I don't want to say like rape culture, but you know that's that's a whole other thing, man. You know, you got you got you got some sick people running around these days, and and and, and everything the caller is bringing up is like a thousand percent true. You got people who are choosing to be boys and people who aren't. Who are, like I, I I real quick, I'll, I'll say this and I'll let you have it. You know, I I think this is important. You know, men want to be with women. That's how it works. Boys don't want to be with women because women don't want to be with boys. Boys can't handle women. Boys want to be with little girls, and it's a mental psychology type of thing. Men want to be with women. Boys stay with girls. So 
So whenever you have these these little boys who are hanging out with little boy with little girls, it's because they're refusing to grow up. They're in Disneyland thinking everything's okay. But that's why we need to have this conversation. You need to want to man up and get with like a woman because that's how it works. And I get and frustrated it, yep. most. When and I was and in real jail. quick, the thirty the thirty seven year or at thirty eight out of thirty seven people, the twenty one year old that we exposed once. I got a call. I changed my phone number. The deputy that I've never spoke with reached out to my mother. My mother had to call me because he didn't have our new number because our number was put out on social media, all of ours. And and so we changed our, our phone number. This 21-year-old by the name of Jacob, okay, police want to give these young men a chance to not have their life ruined. Well, 15 and a 16-year-old have watched our videos. They did not know each other. They watched that we had exposed this, this Jacob... Uh, 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 young 21, 22 year olds now, 20, 22 now, exposed him, and they got the courage to come forward and say that they were solicited by him. Well, the deputy had reached out to me wanting the videos. Wow. Well, we have all videos saved on our laptop, okay? They reached out to us. With that being said, he told me, in quotes, the deputy did, that this, that this young man needs to be held accountable, essentially saying that they wanted to be able to give him the chance to be young and to not make this happen in the future, but it's apparent. Out of the 38 people that have reached back out to us, only one person has come through and has not blocked us after being exposed. And, and police just reached out to us saying that they got reports from two girls that watched our videos and, and got the courage to come forward and say that they were solicited by this person and now he is under investigation and they're going to pursue an arrest. Okay, our first, our third exposure and our first arrest was a repeat offender, Travis Joe Benson, Greeley, Colorado. Eight years in prison, 18 years old, he uh, raped a 15-year-old. He spent eight years, he failed to register wow. twice as a sexual offender. Okay, so at age of 30 or 31, one week after being out of prison, he had reached out to an app called Just Say Hi on one of our decoys, and we exposed him, had police on scene, and he's been in jail since July 11th, and he will be a conviction as well. So is prison uh, a way to rehabilitate these people? Is it a better, is it a better form of, of justice, or, or is exposing these people online in their faces for for the world to see, is that a better justice? And with statistics well, well, based off Hunting and Confronted, it shows that prison does not, has not worked. No. See, what frustrates me the most is I was in prison when I was 20, 22 for, you know, selling drugs, whatever. I was in there. When I was in there, I couldn't, it didn't register in my mind that we would find out that a guy in the two cells next to us, two guys, they raped their fiance's 11-year-old daughter. They were facing less time than me. Wow. And, and, that boggled my mind that I was facing three years, and this guy next to me was facing one and a half to three. And I would come, I would talk to my parents on a visit, like, what? "There's guys in here that we are now. They weren't allowed out if they're like, see, they had guards though too. It's messed up that would give them a cover story. And we had one guard that would tell us, "Listen, this one's no good. This this one's no good. That one." But the one time my buddy lived with one, we we asked him, like, "Why wouldn't you tell us he raped an 11 year old girl?" Like they gave him a cover story, like he was in there for aggravated assault. But unless that, like, I mean, somebody told us, gave us a heads up, but they had less time than us. I mean, I, I was facing three years for for a couple bags of pot in sports pools, like. And, like, and like, that's a good point. Drug dealers get more time than child molesters. People ask not, for drugs. Who the drugs fuck asked to be raped? Right, like drug, like listen to me, dope, all that, no problem. That's our we to me, we listen, I, listen. You know I mean, I would never sell dope to people. That, I was young, I was selling weed, smoking weed, other drugs, yeah. But like even drugs, like you said, people ask for it. Like 
these people are facing one day after three days raping 11 year old but they're raping children but they're raping children i feel like that's something that a lot of people don't really understand is these people that's how they become repeat offenders is because it's not harsh enough you're looking at me what i feel like is you're looking at me in the same quarter categories as them they should be in jail for there ain't a time that you can put them in jail i'm I'm wondering how they survive jail how they don't, how they no, don't they get don't, like shipped up, or how something, something no, well, like that. Once they get well, protected, twenty four hours a day. Once, in there. once, once they find out, like once we find out on the block, we won't let they won't come out. We won't let them out on the subway. They'll get beat up, and then they transfer them to protective custody, like he said. And they put like they'll act like they did something, like to the other blocks that are looking out the window. They'll act like they got in a fight. They'll like you know, I mean, they'll grab them all up and transfer them like they did something wrong. Then they'll put them in protective custody, and as soon as you go and the home and protective custody. Like when I went fighting for the home, they asked everybody, as soon as you get in there, 64 cell, what'd he do? And they'll ask the guards, what I do? He fought. And then, the, like, some of the guards will be cool and be like, no, he's in here because he can't live on the block because he's fucking raped an 11 year old girl. So, depending on the guard, Jeez. like, you know, I just boggled my mind. Caller, caller, I tell you what, man, you are definitely firing on all cylinders. I want to thank you for calling in. We're going to have to go to a quick break because Definitely this not. is. This is a whole lot. I definitely want people to, to tune in to what's going on. Really understand the paradigm of all this, the dimensions of all this type of stuff. Again, caller, thank you for calling in. Please do so again keep in the future. Doing, keep doing what you're doing. God bless you. Don't let nobody stop you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, family. And if you guys want to call in, too, you can do so at 678-562-1881. That number, again, is 678-562-1881. And we're going to be right back with Jesse Weeks, Suzanne Baker, and Gina Beck of Hunted and Confronted over here on Fellowship Take of Creative. Care, and we'll be right back right after this. Take care, guys. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts. And you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realized that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Those lies and share truth. This is Noah Zero, Freedom Faction, out. And we are back. That's right. You are tuned in to the episode with Hunted and Confronted over here on Fellowship and Freedom. And let me tell you, we are with some extraordinarily passionate people. We're trying to expose this type of stuff. But before we get into this, earlier this week, on Tuesday, law enforcement public servants announced that 339 people had been arrested in a three-day human trafficking sting in California. Operation Reclaim and Rebuild netted a total of 339 arrests and rescued nearly 50 victims, including 14 minors. And this is what law enforcement's doing. After a three-day sting, and we have with us our very own pedophile hunters who are doing the same thing, over 188 Different. I hope I have that number right. 188 different 189. cases. 189 <laughs> cases nationwide 
nationwide. And this is just what one individual group can do by exposing this type of stuff. And, and, with, that, and with that being said, I want to say thank you, uh, Jesse, Suzanne, and Gina, for being on here with us. I want to say thank you to you, and I, and, I, and I give the credit to our supporters, our survivors, and then my team. We're just here, like you said. I'm just a platform and a person that provides, that provides um, uh, a platform for people to, to, to relate with, to, to be a part of, and to be a family. Um, uh, you know, it, we, we put in the work behind the scenes, and, and when it comes to, to, to the light, the supporters and our team are the ones that, and the decoys are the ones that, that make this possible. And, okay, all right, we'll uh, we'll take that caller. Wow, you guys have got a lot of people calling in on this episode. And uh, before we take this caller, I'm curious, uh, Suzanne, we were talking during the break kind of about changing the laws uh, surrounding children and how these people uh, uh, don't really... Okay. Well, I'm being all right. I'm being told that uh, we're getting a caller on, but Suzanne, we were talking about changing the laws surrounding children. Uh, what are your thoughts around this? You know, again, this this epidemic uh, and how how we can better protect our kids. I think today in today's time, parents should be more outraged. More apps that come out that our children are being put in in danger. I would say in danger with, you know. But my concern is that in this country, the perpetrator is more protected than our children. My morals aren't indispensable. My children aren't indispensable. We have to fight for the rights of the child. What's more important? The man that goes out to meet a 10-year-old, a 38, 40, 45, 60-year-old man that goes out to meet a 10-year-old, 11, 12-year-old child for sex? Is he more important than that child? Of course not. He's made his decision. That child didn't make that decision. They were either groomed or they were kidnapped. I mean, which one is it? And I think that's something that, you know, people don't look at, the fact that the, the kids do get groomed, uh, not only not only online, uh, but as we as we discussed uh, with the previous caller, you know, sometimes it's actually at home. You know, some exactly. of these people are actually victims in their own house, and they they don't get the courage to speak up about these types of things. So whenever the per- whenever the perpetrators become more protected, the pedophiles become more protected than the actual victim itself. It shows you well, that things are backwards. Well, then isn't that going to give the pedophiles more a reason to go after more children? Yes. They're just going to get a slap on the wrist. So now we, you know, one child's not affected, but 10, 20, 30, 100, thousands of children, thousands and thousands of children are affected in this country probably daily. Every so many seconds someone is Things like seven seconds, someone is uh, sexually assaulted. Every eight um, seconds, sexually assaulted or physically abused, and, and then every eight minutes, um, someone is sexually abused in America, and then and then three hundred fifty thousand people have been abused per year, and then one in five 
uh, minors have been sexually solicited online already. Wow. We have a caller calling in. Caller, can you hear us? These statistics are crazy. Uh, caller, can you hear us? I can. How are you? Where are um, you calling in from, I'm, and what would you like to talk about? I'm calling in from Alabama, and I would like to just address the whole um, predator hunting thing. Speaking as a victim of my own, I'm a victim myself uh, from kindergarten to sixth grade. Every single day of my life by a family friend. We had animals killed in front of us, told us if we ever told our parents. They would pick me and five other of my friends up from school, and they would kill us, and we would never see our parents again. So what these wow. um, what these hunters are doing out here, um, exposing these sick, vile individuals, is um, really... Um, outstanding i appreciate everything that hunted and confronted does um i wish all teams that are doing predator hunting would get aboard and stop all the riffraff and and just get back to doing exposures stop doing name blaming um finger pointing name bashing slandering all of this all this is about kids protecting children i wished 35 years ago that there would have been someone to protect me to protect me and my five other friends from being victims of rape so what jesse and gina rest of the team are doing the rest of the team are doing is the most hands down thing that i could ever applaud um it is it is very um, harsh. It's very harsh to hear what um, my friends, because they are my friends, each and every one of them on the team are my friends, um, what they do and have to listen to and have to go through is the most heart-wrenching thing that I could ever listen to in my life. I could never, you, ever, and I love you too, Jesse. I could never in my life ever have to go through what these, decoys and what Jesse does on a daily basis to protect children that they don't even know. I mean, they're putting their life on the line. They're putting their integrity on the line. They're putting their self-worth out there to protect kids they, they don't even know. So what they're doing by exposing these predators are just fabulous. Will, will prison time help them? Will exposing help them? I don't think so. I don't think doing any of this will help them stop doing what they're doing. It is a mental thing in their brain that makes them think. I agree. It is, a, an, it is an empowering thing. It is a control thing. And it, it's sick that they prey on children that they can manipulate and that they can, can – I consider it strong-arming. They strong-arm these kids, as such myself, into – um, doing things that we would never in our life ever do ever before. You know what I'm saying? I have They're predators. Four, I, I, they are. I have three children. I have three boys. And I preach to them stranger danger. Um, my oldest son is 22. When he was growing up and the first time he got a device, his father and I both had things on our phone that if anybody texts him via Facebook, text message, any type of thing, it comes straight to his father and I's phone. 
We knew every single thing. This all starts at home. It's okay to be your kid's friend, but it's also more important to be a protector. It is very important to always talk to your children. Let your children know that it's okay to talk to you if something is happening, if somebody has touched you inappropriately, if someone has said something to you inappropriate. It's okay to talk to your mom and dad because they're not here to hurt you. They're here to protect you. But And I know that my parents would have protected me if I would have said something. But it was the principle of having animals killed in front of me and told me if I ever told my parents, I would never see them again. So to be able to see my parents again, I endured this every single day of my life for five, five and a half years until finally we finally told my parents. And when my parents addressed the situation, it was actually my best friend's dad's friend that was molesting me and my wow. little brother and four and four of our friends they were molesting all of us and when my best friend's dad found out about it he beat the man until he was just about dead i mean his eyeball was popped Good. out of his head his eyeball was popped out my father-in-law that i'm married now my father-in-law was actually fan is family to them and he was the police officer that was on call when it happened and he called his uncle and he said uncle wayne he said i just beat the hell out of this man he said he's raped all these kids he said either y'all come and pick him up or i'm gonna finish him off now so as as i was good grade going through my sixth grade year we had to go to court for two years for this and up until 2015 i had to relive this all over again Every five years, I had to go to parole hearings to keep this animal in jail. And and finally, when I went to the parole board in 2015, I said, you know what? I have just a simple question to ask. And the, the gentleman that has raped me is sitting in the parole board right beside me. And I said, is he in protective custody or is he out in population? And you got this panel of like 12 judges that's sitting way up above you and they looked at me and they said you know what we're not sure but we're going to check into that not even three days later i got a phone call from the parole board and said miss powell we just want to let you know that and they said his name um he was actually in and actually in protective custody now this is going on 30 years that my tax dollars and everybody else's tax dollars is paying for this animal to be protected against these guys that are in here that's in there for drugs that's away from their kids and you got this guy that's raping children and taking their childhood innocence away and you're protecting this animal so they put him in population and he was shanked to death so i got my justice it just took 35 years for me to get hey. my justice but i did i did get my justice now am i happy that the man was killed no i'm not i live with that every day i'm 43 years old and it's a daily struggle for me but what i'm saying is i appreciate any hunter that is out exposing um child predators i i i appreciate everything that they do but honestly i don't think that any type of justice is going to stop these people from doing it public humiliation prison it's not ever going to happen the only thing that is going to stop them from doing it is castrating them chop their wings off or put them 
in somewhere on an island that people just want to kill these type of people and just let them just be ambushed. You know, go back to well, the Well, that's the thing. They, they have housing for them. these people. Where they, they house them in certain communities, and it's just for, for registered sex offenders, and, and it's a community of them. So they can all get together and tell each other what sites to use, who they're talking to, do this. They can educate each other, and it's disgusting. And I believe in castration. I believe if you're charged with with a sexual crime that you should be castrated. If you have to register as a sex offender, you should be castrated or put in jail or prison for up to 20 years plus. But yeah, you that's know probably what? why they did that back I... in the day, because that was the only effective way to dealing with a predator. They knew that they couldn't be reasoned with that these people, that as, as the caller is saying, this is a mental thing. They, there's no, there's no, and I, and I do want to get into the exposing versus prison time debate because I feel like that's really good. But this is a mental thing. These are habits. This is in this person's biology to think this type of way, and they think it's normal. And 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 because they're not, and because they're not being met with like the kind of severity that needs to be met with this type of issue, we're just giving them the slap on the wrist. On the wrist, they become repeat yep. offenders. They go in, they get out, they they do it all over again. And they, we they, proved that with the rest. And and with, with Reagan, she she has a young a young a young son. And he's he's not 18 yet, and she's already educating him on, on 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 when you turn 18, son. You know, um, you you have to be aware. And then and then also looking out, parents that have 15 year olds that have 13 year old daughters and 15 year old sons. Those 15 year old sons, big brothers, can can monitor their daughters uh, or their their sisters' tablets, their devices. They can they can be a role model for them, and also make sure that they're. That their 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 younger siblings are safe. Parents need to know that, that if you have a fifteen year old son, they can educate their thirteen year old daughter and protect them as well. I'd like to talk well, actually, Jesse, <laughs> go ahead, Nemo. I'd like to take this message as soon as we get through with the caller, and thank you for sharing your story, sweetheart. Um, yeah, right. Thank I, you. I, very very powerful. I, thank you for calling in and telling us that. I would like I will, to, and I, uh, I won't hold. I won't hold up the line in case somebody else wants to call, and I'll just go back to listening. But I just wanted to state that there's really nothing that's going to stop these animals from doing this. Really, there's not. The only thing that's going to stop them, you know what that is, and I hate to say it, I'm not. Uh, um, I'm not for committing crimes. I'm, you know, I'm not for that. But the only thing that would stop them is a bullet between their eyes. Period. <laughs> I don't like my. I don't like. I don't. I don't like my oh. dollars paying for them to have three hots and a cot. I mean, I don't like having to pay for these animals to sit in jail and not have to pay a bill. You know, get three three square meals. It might not be the best meals of the day, but they still get three meals a day. They don't have to pay bills, and they they get to sleep and and just live the life of of what they did uh, and, you, and just have you to are pay not for it. I see no lies in anything driver, And as a semi driver, I want to be owner operator, and I have to pay state highway tax when I'm already paying highway tax for the roads and there's potholes all over. I have to pay state highway tax if I want to be an owner operator semi, but then guess what? I have to also pay tax dollars to feed these animals in prison. So why should I have to pay for state highway tax to be an owner operator, to be a sexual su- successful businessman when I'm already paying for these roads through my tax dollars? It's the oh, government. Right. They want to take it and run with it with our cash and our money, and they don't give a shit about anyone else but themselves. Right. Okay, well, listen, hang on me, Ma. I'm going to get off of here. Look, Jesse and Gina and Suzanne (laughs) and the rest of the team, I thank y'all. I love y'all. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't 
focus on the negativity, focus on the positive, and the positive thing is what you're doing, and it's, it's exposing predators. I mean, just keep doing Thank what you you're Megan. doing. Thank you. And and thanks for Thank having you, Your story is amazing, and 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 we're gonna keep we're gonna keep rolling through. And no matter what, these people can say what they want, but we all know the truth. You know the truth. And our loyal A one day one pro kiddo supporters, we can't make this up. We're here. That's we're right. Gonna, we're gonna continue exposing those that prey on our children. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having thank me. You, I'd like to talk a little bit about what she was talking about for five and a half years because she couldn't tell her family um, um, brainwashed, basically, uh, and threatened. And I mean, so many horrific, horrific things just go through your mind about what that child went through. But, you know, these guys that do this, and women, um, I think the majority could be men. Uh, We we have another caller, but uh, we'll we'll get to them here shortly. We'll pick up the call, uh, but please, uh, Suzanne, finish. We're, we're getting another caller in. Uh, hey, caller, thank you for calling in. Uh, I want to let Suzanne finish her, her, her thought, and then we'll we'll get to you. Uh, but, Suzanne, please continue. I want to, you know, and, and our main mission is to expose those who prey on our children and awareness. And the awareness needs to come, and I, think for our, I think, for our children is the awareness for parents to understand what these individuals do to our children to gain their trust. This is where I'd like for Gina to be able to talk because um, she's one that can tell you firsthand by having to talk to a lot of these individuals and, and listen to them groom what they think is a child. I think there you will get some insight on what we've opened up our children to go through online. I mean, with a device, uh, an Xbox, uh, a PS4 where they can communicate. They're everywhere. So I think Gina would be one that would give the parents more of an insight of maybe something to watch for or how the ch- what the child is having to go through while she's being or he is being groomed by a predator. Gina, we'll we'll go to the caller and then we'll we'll uh, we'll come to you after that. Caller, uh, where are you calling from and what would you like to say? Uh, my name is Marla. I'm from North Carolina, and I'm gonna let you know that Jesse Weeks is fake. Okay, thank you for calling in. Uh, duly duly noted. Gina, uh, Suzanne was talking about how you could give us a little bit more insight. Uh, to the parents' perspective about this type of, uh, this this epidemic. What are your thoughts on that? Um, My thoughts on that would be, I just think that people should monitor their children's devices more and more every day because uh, more apps are coming out and kids at younger ages are getting phones. And if you're not monitoring them and checking them out, you're just, you're allowing these guys to talk to your children pretty much. And that doesn't even go with just apps and cell phones. 
you're you're more likely to buy them a PlayStation or an Xbox or something before you get them a cell phone, right? And on the other line, they have these headsets on and they're talking to whoever. And if you don't if if you don't monitor that, then your child could potentially meet up with someone through an Xbox or PlayStation or Roblox or Fortnite, you know, games like that where you just have nothing but communication with a whole other world, it seems like. But with the app, um, when you're talking with these guys, and even if they say, no, get off this app, uh, you're not allowed to be on here, if they don't block me, I, I don't, I don't, like believe them because days later hours later even a month later sometimes he will message me and be like well do you like older guys well would you meet up with me and i always answer questions with questions so i'm always gathering information so if they ask me a question like well do you like older guys my answer is like well i i don't know i've never even like been with an older guy like i hang out with my sister's friends when they're around but so you're playing the decoy you're playing the decoy in a lot of these situations you're you you are the decoy uh basically gathering that information and that intel uh that's needed for the arrests okay exactly and uh we don't like how my chat logs go is usually we like go with name because i'm on an anonymous app mostly some of our decoys use um I can name off a bunch. Just say hi, Mocha Space, Meet Me, Snapchat, Facebook even, Instagram, um, Tick, uh, Text Now, Live Me. I could go on and on and on. But and these, I, are all social, these are all dating apps. I thought it was just but, like Tinder and, and Snapchat. Same with Tinder. Yep. They're all just apps that children have access to because anybody can create an account. But apps that I specifically like to use is Whisper, and there's Rando Chat and Anonymous Chat and anything to where I don't have to put an age. That way, they can't say, well, your profile says that you're 21. No, my profile didn't say anything. I had to specifically tell you. And guys usually don't even ask your age when they're on the app. I have to ask, how old are you? And then they tell me, and then... They either ask me how old I am or they don't, but when they don't, I tell them anyway. And I go, well, man, I'm 14, and I play so innocent. Like, if a guy is weird, I will tell a guy that you're weird, okay? Like, if you say something that I am uncomfortable with, I will tell you that that's weird, that's strange. I, and they laugh. And is that, a, so, is that a frequent thing? Like, whenever you're talking to these people, do they make, like, weird kind of offhand comments? Like, well, do you like... I don't know. I, I don't even know. Like, what do pedophiles like? Like, what kind of weird statements would these people be making? Um, but like the weird ones that I get is, "Have you ever touched yourself?" And I'll be like, "Uh, huh. no, that's weird." Or like, I'll get sent general pictures, and I'll say, "Wow, I've never saw that before," you know. And I get laughed at. These guys laugh. But imagine a full-grown woman calling a man weird. You'll get degraded. You'll get called rude names. You'll get looked at differently, and they'll walk away thinking negative about you. But it's strange how if a child calls you weird, you just laugh and shrug it off like it's nothing. I, 
I don't, I don't get it. And it, that's why I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying to get in the minds of these guys and understand why they think the way that they do. And that's why I ask the questions that I ask. Because not only am I like a decoy pretending to be a child, but I myself, I'm acting as a child. And I got to be a detective also all at the same time so that I can gather information to actually get an arrest. And I got to play as innocent as I can be. And that's the hardest part is like just wanting to over the phone call them out. But you can't. You just got to sit there and you got to answer every text you get, every call you get. It's not a three to five kind of thing. It's not a few hours a day. It's 24-7 that you're talking to these guys. And I could be in the middle of a dinner with my boyfriend of seven years and get a phone call and I have to step outside and pretend to be a 14-year-old or a 13-year-old or a 12-year-old. And it's, it, you know, I it, it never ends. So... And- when we were having this conversation, you know, kind of earlier about like the mentality of these people, you know, how men want to be with women uh, and how boys want to be with, with girls, whenever you're communicating with these people, you know, are they talking to you like in a, like in a baby's voice? Like, Oh, how was your day? Oh, that's cute. Like, are they talking to you like a, like, 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 like they would a normal person or is there like an obvious kind of like superiority thing, like an obvious authority to where they're like, they're, they're, to where they're trying to be like a parent, I suppose. Like, I don't, like, is there a, a, a communication difference from them, like, knowing that they're speaking to a child? Have you been able to notice that? For sure, I have. And it, but it also depends on the man or woman that you're talking to. Um, for example, Ken, the 69-year-old who we are yet to expose but will be. I've been talking to him for five months. And he's very controlling. And he makes me feel bad. Like, he makes me feel like I have to do things. Or otherwise, he won't talk to me anymore. And he makes me feel like, wow. yeah, he, it's, I cannot wait to have those chat logs be posted. But um, he, he definitely is, just for example, uh, definitely that way. And there also are guys who want to get straight to the point. They just want to hang out and just get straight to the point and do it. And I'm like, hey, I'd like to get to know you first. Because, I mean, I don't even know you. You're a stranger. I can't just meet up with anybody. Oh, can I get your address? Can I come? Like, why do you want my address? I ask, I say that kind of stuff. I've had a guy say, take a picture of your house for me. Like, why do you, why do you, wow. I, I was, yeah, I was taught not, not to talk to strangers. I, and uh, then they bring up sexual stuff. And I always say, my sister has always taught me that no matter what, like, I just have to be safe. And, you know, that's when they, like, say, oh, well, does your sister work? Is she home? Uh, Who do you live with? Uh, Where are your parents? And that's when they're digging to see, like, my life, my schedule, who's in my life, where I'm going to be at what time. And usually my sister works or my mom works and... I, I'm just, I, there's sometimes where I'm home alone or I have a babysitter and I've had a guy want me to sneak out before. And during that exposure, um, so you'll, so you'll tell him you're like with a babysitter yes, and, he'll be like, and, and they'll tell you to sneak out from, from a babysitter, like saying this, this, this child clearly can't take care of themselves. Their parents hired yep. them a babysitter and this predator is just like sneak away from your babysitter. 
Yep, Robert. He's wow. a regist- Robert is a registered sex offender who sexually abused a six-year-old. And he's back on the streets. He's homeless. And he wanted to meet with me. And he told me to sneak out because, uh, yeah, I wasn't home alone. And I told him, I can't. I'll get caught. He goes, no, you won't get in trouble. You won't get in trouble. You know, uh, he just, he was luring me out of the house. And if situations like that, you know, there's different emotions in every guy that you expose. You know, some um, hit you harder than others. And just knowing when we did that background on him, knowing that he had hurt a six-year-old, like, it's, the feelings are insane. But what I can say is that every every guy is different, and they all talk different, but at the end of the day, they're all grooming in their own way. Wow. And, and, and this, just to flip it on the other side, you're not necessarily seeing uh, any any cougars out there you're not any you're not seeing any milfs or any any females out there doing any kind of predatory stuff are you like are you actually are you... Uh, actually yes we, we do talk to females and females we've exposed um one female she's uh amy 26 she came to meet with a 15 year old and she also is having um she's talking to a 14 year old decoy of ours as well she's talking to two of them she wanted like slumber party uh she she wanted them to be in a relationship. Uh, she came to meet up with her mother and everything. And that's one of the clips that's on our Instagram. Um, but that's the only female that we've exposed, but we do talk to multiple other ones. And they're def- it's, the conversations are definitely different. Um, you can tell that the, that the women, they want, they, they want to communicate more. The guys, they want to be more in control. And the girls... They just, they want to talk. They want to feel loved, I think. They want that emotional connection. And the guys are more about the physical. Um, and then they try to just take control over you. But it, it, we have not exposed, like, many women, and we barely get messages from women. But it's mostly men. And I know yep. that there are plenty of women predators out there. I just think they're more, honestly, sneaky about it. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it to jump back into just like the general mind of like a, a, a pedophile, you know, whenever you're, you're never, you're, I don't know, whenever you're meeting these people or whenever you're, you know, getting the information, you know how you can kind of sometimes look at certain people and they have like, you know, they have that thousand yard stare, you know, something's kind of off. Uh, yeah. There's just like, there's, there's something different about them. Whenever you're talking to these people or you're getting any kind of pictures, you know, do they look like your average your average Joe, your regular day person, or does it look like there's something off about these kinds of people? Both. Uh, I've talked to men who I can honestly say are very attractive, and it makes you think, wow, like why why are you doing this? You could go and get any woman of your age anytime. Like why are you preying on me? And especially the ones with wives and children and stuff like that. Like what? Like, that's what I want to get into in their mind as well. And nobody, nobody's truly honest. So that's, that's the hard part. Nobody's truly honest when it comes to the questions that we ask. And it's, they probably don't even know why. You know, I can't speak on that. But, yes, you see guys that are, you question why, like, what the heck? But then you see guys like, oh, ugh. 
obviously he would be that type of guy, but I, I can't assume anything because I've had guys block me left and right who look like your average Joe and look like not your average Joe, you know? So it just, it depends on the guy and the mindset and where they're at in life, I think. And uh, I think a predator is a predator though, uh, no matter what. And do you, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just curious. Do you, uh, do you, you switch it up? Like, do you play like a girl or a boy or, you know, like, do you ever notice, like, if there's, like, a crazy ratio, if, if if the men are always going for little boys or if the men are always going for little girls, uh, do you switch up, like, being the decoy so you can kind of just get, like, a general awareness of just, like, the mindset of the pedophile? Yes, I am a boy and girl decoy. And I, the voice, I'm not the voice of a boy decoy, uh, but I'm in the chat logs. Jesse does the voice of the boy decoy. But if I'm talk, I'm being a boy in the chat logs and he wants to talk on the phone, I hand it over to Jesse. And if Jesse's talking to uh, males portraying as a underage female, he will pass it over to me and I will do the voice. But we both, we both talk as boys and girls to these guys. And I think that they come to meet more... I can't say because, uh, like, we have just, like, we haven't done the men-on-boy exposures as much as the men-on-little-girl exposures. So, all but are there say, are there more boy men-on-boy exposures? Like, are can you tell that there are actually more uh, pedophiles, more men, man pedophiles than than there are yeah. girls? Yeah, for sure. I think so. Just just based off of the guys that I've talked to and the chat logs that I have, I think so. But I think it's because they think that they can get away with it easier. So so basically, what we're and I, I'll go ahead and say it. So what you're what you're saying is that there is a little bit more. Primarily, it is gay people out there raping children. It's, it's gay yeah. men out there finding little kids and raping them. Uh, and they, and this is the crazier thing. I'm sure you're finding people who look like your average person who look totally yeah. normal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as soon as they get in that chat box, it's all domination. It's all manipulation. It's systemic yeah. predatory nature. Yeah. Um, you, you get the guys when I say I'm 14 and they'll say, really? And then you get the guys that say I'm 14 and they'll just, continue the conversation, not even care. And then you get the guys that question it and question it, and I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be end up on that Chris Hansen show. you know. And, and then they still come to meet up. <laughs> no, so, no. See, that's, I, again, I'm wondering what's wrong with these people. Like, at the end too. of the day, you're, I, I don't know, I've got little brothers. I've always, I've always had nieces and nephews. I've always, you know, liked being an older brother. I've always, you know, I've always wanted my own kid. I've always wanted to take care of my own family. And then you right. hear uh, uh, you hear stories like whenever the caller called in talking about being abused for five years. And, and, and that blows my mind. Like, I don't understand how somebody can look at a child, look at innocence, and basically want to rob that. Like, yeah, you, me neither. You, it's, it's a literal mental issue. I don't understand. And, and I, I think that's why I'm having such a hard time is because – this doesn't make sense to a natural human being. It doesn't make sense 
to 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 see basically an infant or a minor and to find yourself attracted to you something's wrong right there and 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 these days you'll have people that want to play the politics saying you know that's that's a normal amount of love that's not normal not normal no at all and uh some something that i can say is that my sister and my boyfriend are victims and survivors and i think that based off of their stories and what they have been through it has helped me <laughs> want to pursue this even more because their abusers didn't get punishment at all, uh, none. And my sister even went to my father and tried to tell him what happened, and he he didn't he didn't listen to her. So due to my dad not listening, it affected the whole family. And wow. with my it was my boyfriend being a victim. It was a, a stepdad. It was within the family. So when I when I'm out here doing this, I'm thinking about them. I'm thinking about my friends that I went to high school with who have been pinned down and drugged and raped. And I'm thinking about my sister. And I'm thinking about just my family in general and everything that they've went through. And those are emotions that I have to hold back and I have to know that I just, I want more punishment for sexual predators, period. They get out, get out, have a cell phone, get back online and do what they want to do. Yet there are people out there who do what I would say, petty crimes and doing more time and getting way more punishment. And these guys are protected. I mean, they even are protected in prison. And I mean, nobody wants to, I don't want anybody hurt or anything like that, but I do believe that there needs to be more punishment. You know, you need the do castration. You, yeah, everything. do you think castration is an effective means? Like, I, I, I and this is something I, I kind of want to talk to all you guys about, you know, versus actual castration versus chemical castration. I feel like if they go chemical castration, that's not going to stop them. It might curb their libido and curb their, like, cravings, but that doesn't mean they're still going to have the cravings. If you yeah. if you get rid of the tools, you know that still just makes them want to do it more. They're just not going to have the cravings. So, uh, what are your thoughts about effective means or effective measures uh, when dealing with the pedophiles? That is a hard uh, question to answer because I think that unless unless they can, man, it's I'm speechless because it's just it boggles my mind on how protected they are. Um, yes, that we even so, have yeah. something like chemical castration to deal with just this specific threat. Mm-hmm. Could we do a lobotomy? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, my, here's the thing: they they have they have they have labor camps in in Siberia for life, where they they pick up boulders and they move them to one place to the other for life. Work slave camp or work prison camps, okay? For, for people that are the worst of the worst, okay? So you're telling me that, that the worst of the worst aren't aren't pedophiles, rapists, murderers, okay? People that people that ruin lives or affect lives forever. How come how come in Siberia they can they can have work essentially slave labor camps where they move five hundred pound boulders to one area, move them to the next all day long for the rest of their life, but but then they get charged with here in America with probation, ten months uh, served in prison if they if they really you know committed uh, uh, 
a horrendous act, and they don't have a criminal background. For example, Jeffrey Christenau, the teddy bear man, uh, who admitted he got seduced by a 12-year-old in his own words, which he raped a 12-year-old. First-degree rape of a minor and, and two counts of it. Second-degree attempted rape. He got OR because of lack of criminal history. But he's going to get convicted, but the judge OR'd him and allowed him back on the streets. How come they didn't automatically keep him in jail wow. and then give him some sort of, of castration or some sort of I believe 100% if you are in a slave labor camp in another country, moving boulders, whatever they do to work nonstop tirelessly every day, all day because of the crimes they committed, because they're the ugliest, the weakest, the nastiest of the nastiest, which are pedophiles and rapists, how come we can't have that same concept implemented here? Why are drug dealers, why are people that, that, that run, a, run a, a speed limit sign 20, 20 miles an hour faster, why are they punished and, and given, you know, a harsher sentence, essentially, if they've done it more than once, uh, than, than a sexual predator who wanted to, uh, for example, Kenneth Campbell, solicit prostitution for multiple uh, people under the ages of 15 to 16 with eight counts or eight felonies. Now he has 11. He's looking at a minimum of 18 months in prison with time served if he takes the plea agreement this week, if he pleads not guilty, which I hope he does because he'll get more, but how come 18 months, 18 months, and you know what he did? He grew his beard out, his hair out, and everything. He looks completely different. Just to disguise. Why, you know, and to disguise. His lawn was not mowed, so you know that he didn't come out to, to, to take care of his yard because he knew that he was guilty. And these people always say, I came here to tell her not to do it. I came here to tell her that it was wrong. The dumbest excuse I ever got was to tell her to come here to, sh or I, I came here to tell her to shut up. It's like, what? You could have blocked her. You could have blocked her. You came, but you came here in person to have sex with her, but you told her that you wanted to tell her to shut up. I mean, they come up with the lamest, most ridiculous, insufficient excuses that you could possibly imagine, and it's it's repetitive, and 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 it shows to me that that it's not. It's not a choice. It's a mental illness. They all come up with the same example or same ex same ex or excuses, and 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 we're making an example out of them. We are saying, hey, you are a sexual predator. Public opinion, the court of law decides that. But why are they allowed to be released on good terms or on on lack of criminal criminal history and put back on the street. Is that really worth it? If that judge went to bed at night knowing that Jeffrey Christenot brought a teddy bear for another girl or was seduced by a 13-year-old again, in his own words, uh, relating back to the 12-year-old he said he was seduced by when we asked if he was sexually assaulted, what if when he was OR'd, he knew that he was going to be going to prison and he went out and, and, and molested and raped a 13-year-old and then and then got away with it. How would that judge sleep at night? What would happen then? They don't. They don't treat it as serious. They don't treat it I as serious as they should. Yeah, but then the Reagan administration, women specifically, more more women than men, were given harsher sentences. And two things that I will commend Obama on was being 26, allowing to be on your parents' insurance, and then also pardoning women that were given harsh 20 plus year sentences in prison for having an ounce of cocaine on them. You know, so my whole point is people ask for drugs. People don't ask to be raped. I agree. I believe, I honestly, I believe it is a mental illness, not a learned behavior. It, it has to be a mental illness. 
there has to be something in the brain, and I don't know if they've done studies on it or if they ever will, but it has to be something in the brain that's not firing the way normal people do. Right. And I want to make it clear, yeah. there's been a, there's been many testimonies where people have never acted upon it. A, a, a person that said that he is attracted to younger people, that he is, that he is uh, a pedophile. And he said he's never acted upon it, but he has urges. But you know what? He got 5 million hits in how long, Gina? Uh, about a week or two. And on a, on a documentary saying that he's never acted upon it. Okay? There are people out there that are attracted to younger people that do not act upon it, though. They control it. They, they, they know it's wrong. There's a difference. Okay? You know something's right or wrong. These people that we confront, they choose to go beyond the boundaries. And that goes back to... The liberal mentality, right here, and 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 the liberal mentality is is, I mean, they're open to new behavior and opinions, Excess. and they're willing to dis, dis, disregard traditional values, and you know, favoring maximum maximum individual liberty and political and social uh, reform. It's progressive. It's characteristic of liberals or of a liberal party. Okay, um, they they again, they're favorable to or respectful of individual rights and freedoms based based off of what feels right, go ahead and do it if it feels right. Well, that goes against our values and traditional uh, uh, constitution values and morals. This, this is what we were talking about uh, before the show and during the break as well. You know, the idea that they do have, because it is validated by modern thought, they have this anti-traditional belief system. And so then you have, you have again, the nuclear family being destroyed uh, you have this this wave of I don't I don't want to call it feminism because they don't care about actual women's rights. You know they want to have this radical feminazi thing that destroys the family, destroys men, uh, belittles belittles anything underneath it, uh, destroys reproduction, destroys procreation, destroys love. Uh, everything's all lust physical based, and, and and this is what me and Jesse were talking about before. You know look at the major. It's not coincidence because we set this episode up weeks in advance. It's not coincidence uh, that that. The week you guys come on the show, New York and Virginia uh, basically legalized two-term abortion. That, that, that we have more epi- more uh, information coming out regarding uh, Operation Reclaim and Rebuild, how much human trafficking is going on. It's not. I, I don't find it coincidental. I find it synchronistic because that really just just show how how much of an epidemic all of this stuff really is, and how it's literally an ideal an, an ideology and a mindset that we're fighting up against. All we're basically, all we're really saying is protect children, have a decent family, raise them with standards. But we are so far submerged in just like this murk and 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 dirt and just filth that it's just cho- it's choking us. It's choking us. It's killing kids. Like You're exactly right. It's a exactly mindset. Exactly right, for sure. And I would like to maybe uh, shed light on something uh, like what had to do with the ICAC guy that we exposed. Uh, my question would be. For him, if we were able to ask him, um, so he went into this job, right, and he's looking at child porn, he's doing all of this stuff all day, and to get around, say that you, say that you, like, did you go into that job having that sexual attraction for children, or did you develop a fetish, or... Like that's that's where it all like stems from. Is it a mentality thing? Is it something that you just you just started liking? Like as a man, can you control 
those urges that you have? Yes, you can. You can control the urges. You can control your mindset. You are your own choice maker. So, like, my question to him would be, obviously he wouldn't be honest, but did you go into this job knowing what you would be looking at all day? Or did it just, just started liking it? You know, and that, or there's so many or ifs ands, like, I don't know, it's insane. But that guy, we did not get enough information that I wanted because he just, he just drove away. But that's something that's on my mind almost every day is, is how and why, like, what got you into liking children? This is, this is why I worry about things like the drag queen story time. This is why I worry about things like Desmond is amazing. This is why I worry about uh, 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 TED Talks, TEDx, trying to call uh, uh, pedophilia minor attracted persons. This is why when we talk about the LGBTQP community, I make sure to lump them in with that because they, they, act, like they, they act like they want to be this protected class, and we have to call it out for what it is. These people are deviants. They're, they're, they're predators. And I don't want to sound like some crazy meme where I'm saying, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your all, all this. But we have to be aware of these types of things and how all of this stuff goes on. Like we, I really do feel like we barely scratched the surface, but we got about five minutes uh, on, on the rest of the show. Uh, if you guys could, if you could, uh, please tell the people where they can find more of your work. And uh, let's get some closing thoughts in for everybody. All right, I'd like to say one more thing. I would like Jesse to touch on the ICAC situation because he would be able to to talk uh, better about it. Um, but I think that people should be more aware of that situation. And I, we can't speak on every detail because it's an, on, an ongoing investigation. So I would just like Jesse to touch on that just for a moment, if that's okay. Yeah, if you can keep it up underneath the, the time limit, Jesse, and close it out with some final words, my man, please do. Yep, on January 2nd, uh, the day back uh, after New Year's, we received a call from International Crimes of uh, uh, or Internet Crimes Against Children. Um, the uh, lead task force, um, uh, he wasn't an agent, but he's, uh, he's the worker, he's, he's the supervisor of ICAC, contacted us and said, can you meet with us in the prosecutor's office in regards to a John Doe, I'm not going to say his name, um, uh, exposure that you guys had done. He had worked with ICAC for ten and a half years. He he um, he was head of two task force organizations in Idaho, um, and the ten ten years that he had worked with ICAC. Also, he was a deputy sheriff and then a dispatcher as well. Uh, he was released uh, for that information. Uh, on why he was released, I do not know. We were not given that information. But they contacted us on their own terms the day after New Year's to start the new year, and essentially had said that that they wanted to to move forward with that. So we had met with prosecutors and with ICAC in the prosecuting office of, uh, at the courthouse, and and this individual wanted to come meet up with, with me uh, at 15 years old. He was very meticulous and, and, and calculated. I told him I did not wow. want to hang out. It's unsafe to drive, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So now that we have established who Hunted and Confronted is. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and then also Twitter we just started. We, um, we, uh, we also want to let you guys know that we have an amazing opportunity in the future, and we're going to have more amazing opportunities. But I want you guys all to know that we've worked so hard, and, and we get pulled over to, uh, to in, 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 in our hometown by police officers just to shake our hands and say thank you. 
so police have been very receptive. And I want to give a big shout-out to law enforcement, veterans, current soldiers, and then also firefighters. My dad and little brother um, are – my little brother is a Hellattack hotshot firefighter for the state of Idaho. And then also my dad's been a firefighter for 33 years for the Forest Service. My mom's a bachelor's in Washington State University for marketing and sales. And, and Mima has uh, has uh, uh, law enforcement and and also public – public uh, service essentially for uh, Mima can you explain is it public service or um, uh, <clears throat> I, I've been involved in health care for years <clears throat> I also went to the police academy I also have a grandson that's in the United States Army that just got accepted for airborne and there we go and you know so we have we have a team full of people that have accolades through family and and then we all come through through different through different backgrounds of life. We're great people. We're genuine. We do this for the right reason. We don't care about views. We don't care about how many people want to follow and like us. All we care about is putting these sick people behind bars and protecting, respecting our children, and then also spreading awareness to to parents and and uncles, aunts, nieces, neighbors. It doesn't matter. And then also another thing I want to say is that these people are going to only have more and more access to Internet devices as technology grows and as we progress throughout our future in, in, in the, the 21st century. So with that being said, Freedom, EJ, um, I appreciate you. Faction of, Factions of Freedom, it's been an honor. Hunted and Confronted, you guys can go like, follow, and share on Instagram. Hunted underscore and underscore confronted. YouTube, we have one video up because we've been taken down. We're trying to get verified. We're looking to to protect our website and our content strictly, so people can have access to that and to be able to to educate their parent or their kids and educate parents. Um, and then Facebook, hunted and confronted. We are the original, um, hunted and confronted, and we want to just just give our gratitude to you, um, EJ and and uh, Freedom Faction. We we we're so appreciative, and and and. I, I can't express words on how thankful I am with having such a great team behind me and, and such amazing supporters and followers. Um, and, and then also a big shout-out to the decoys of all teams and a big shout-out to all teams out there um, in the U.K. that do this. And, you know, um, we have our first conviction uh, and then many more convictions to come and many more arrests to come. So thank you again, EJ, and, and, and I look forward to hopefully doing an update show um, again here in the near future. Oh, we definitely will. Uh, this is this is the start of a great, great friendship, a great development. Uh, thank you, Jesse, for coming on. Suzanne, did you want to try to get a word in before uh, uh, before we wrap things up? No, I'd just like to say, you know, we appreciate being here today. And just to the parents, please, we cannot stress enough, check your children's devices. They are the most precious thing in the world you'll ever have. Protect them. Make sure that there's not someone out there trying to get at your child, talk to your child, make sure they know that they can come to you for anything, no matter what it is, that you'll always be open to hear what they have to say. Find a call, Gina. Find a call. Oh, I thought you said another call. And the call, I would just like to say thank you all so much to the supporters, the team, you know, Karen, Jer Jared, Chelsea, Sydney, Drew, all of you guys on the team that help us behind the scenes. You all are amazing. Barbie, Jesse, someone that doesn't want to be named. Um, I just, I love you all. Thank you all for the support. 
I just I I can't I can't express enough how much it means. You guys, the supporters, keep us keep us motivated as well as getting these guys behind bars. The families that reach out, the survivor stories that we hear, and you guys confide in us. And you know, you guys let us know your stories and communicate with us, and it, it feels really, really, really good to be reached out to in that way and know that I'm 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 truly helping at least one person if not a few by just talking to them and exposing these guys and really I think you guys are doing a massive service uh, People, like I said before at the start of the show people need to understand that there are people out there shining a light on the darkness and trying to fight at least for the kids people don't understand how this truly is a fight for the future and the kind of work you guys are doing exposing this type of stuff I, I really commend you. I really salute you to it. So thank you guys for coming on. Exactly. And anything that we can do for you, let us know. If for anyone, anyone, anyone out there, hashtag ProKiddo. Haunted and haunted. We can't make this up, ProKiddo. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll be sure to put their contact information in the description bar below and also on our website. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, thank you guys to the callers for calling in. Fantastic information. Thank you to the guests. Uh, Jesse Weeks, Suzanne Baker, Gina Beck of Hunted and Confronted, and thank you for calling. Thank you guys for thank listening. You, thank, thank you guys you for being so here uh, as we make history. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant out there. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, and Hunted Confronted on Fellowship and Freedom, brought to you by On the Wake Up Radio. Out. Imperial Media Collective. Cindy Ashley Production. Ashley Production. Ashley Production. On the wake up.